Parshas Boisheni, chapter 10, verse 12, Perik Yud, Pasuk Yud Beis. Vayoymer Hashem al Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, Nitei Yodcho al Eretz Mitzrayim, stretch forth your hand over the land of Egypt. Ba'arbe, for the locusts. Now I'm wondering, did, did Moshe hold also the staff in his hand? Did he have the matter? When Hashem told him, this was without the stick. This was just Sometimes we find about the stick, and sometimes it's without the stick. And they will uh, ascend on the land of Egypt. And it will eat the entire, all the grass of the land. And everything that was left over by the hail. So the Torah makes here specifically that this is a follow-up to the Borod. Uh, to the hail, and it also seems like uh, after the borod and uh, after now with the warning of the arbe, uh, there was some movement. You know, you're starting to uh, uh, the avde pare. They're um, they're um, they're they're starting to uh, listen a little bit. So it's uh, like a follow up. Uh, it'll finish up whatever the borod left over. Pasuket gimel. Oh, so here we ask the question. So the Pasuk says in Pasuk Yit Gimel, Vayet Moshe Mateu, right? Hashem tells him, Neteyotcha. And here it says, Vayet Moshe, as it doesn't say, as Yodeh, as Mateu. So Moshe stretched forth his staff, Aladetz Mitzrayim, on the land of Egypt. Vahashem Noyag Ruach Kodim Ba'aretz. And Hashem led an east wind uh, in the land. Kola Yoimahu, the entire that day. Vechola Laila, and the entire night. So uh, the entire day and the entire night there was a east wind that uh, and the east wind that carried the locusts. So that's the east wind that carried the locusts. Uh, because uh, the east wind came opposite it uh, I mean, it came opposite uh, it from the locust swarm. So Mitzrayim bedreimis marovis hoyo. Mitzrayim was on the southwest. As is explained elsewhere. So, because Mitzrayim is on the west, so the east wind that comes against Mitzrayim, it's connected from the Mitzrayim. So the east wind brings. From the east, it brings the locusts to the west, because Mitzrayim was on the west. So if you come from the east, when it brings it to Mitzrayim. And the locusts came up on the entire land of Egypt, and it rested in all of the uh, territory, all the borders of Egypt. COVID Very heavy. Beforehand, there was never such a locus. And afterwards, it'll never be like that. So, so it says that it was never before that such a great locus. So that we understand. But what does it mean that afterwards, those are the uh, locus is the the heishirik and the uh, the grasshoppers. So Trashi, Vachrali, Kane, Zokrashi, 
that was in the days of Yoyal. It says in Shinamar, it says in, in the Navi Yoyal, Beis, Beis. So the Pasik says, Like that, it never was in the world. How could it possibly be if the locust that was in Egypt was the greatest, was the most powerful one that ever was? So then that was greater than the one in Yoel. So how could it say by Yoel that there was never such a, uh, from, from the world's existence, there have never been such a Arbe, such a plague, such a uh, great Arbe? So from this we see Shahya covered Mishal Moshe, because that was heavier than Moshe's. And here we're saying that Moshe's was the heaviest, it was never be like that. For that uh, plague in the time of Yoel, that was through many different types. Shahoyu Yachad, they were together. There was Arbe, Yelek, Chosil, and Gozum. Those are different types, categories within the Arbe, within the grasshoppers. Avol Shel Moshe, but the one of Moshe, Lohoyu Elo Shamin Echad. By Moshe, there was only of one kind. In other words, on one species, to be only the Arbe, that will never be in such a strong force. But the Yoel one was taka bigger, it was stronger, but not because in one Arbe, it was because it had several different kinds. So all the kinds together created a stronger uh, plague, but not individually. And this is, when it says, it means just an Arbe alone. It covered the view of the land. Rashi says, Rashi already said before, it covered the, uh, the view of the land. And the earth became darker because you couldn't see. With regards to which Makkah did we learn before by Chasein Oretz, you remember? Actually, it's the only time it's, it's by, the, by this Makkah over here, by the Makkah of Arba. In the warning, we learned in, 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 in Rishon, we learned that Ebesha uh, said, that it will cover the eye of the land so that it will not be seen. But that seems like the only Makkah where Hashem says where, where actually the eye was, was covered, the, the sun. Kol Yerek, the flashy, Allah Yerek, a green, uh, anything green. So Pare quickly called Moshe, and he said, I've sinned to God, your God, and to you. Please carry my sin just this time. And uh, pray, and like Rashi said before, Hatirim is strong, pray intensely to a God, your God, let him remove from me, just this. This death. So he went out from Pare Vayetar El Hashem and he prayed and he entreated Hashem. Hashem Ruach Yom. So Hashem turned around to made a a west wind, a wind of the water of the ocean, which is the west, which is the opposite wind from where they come. They came from the east, now it's going to the west. very powerful. And it carried the locusts. And he thrust them into the water of the Suf. One locust wasn't left in the territory of Egypt. What is meaning the wind of the Yom? That's the west wind. Yom Suf, the interior Yom Suf, 
Rashi says that I believe that Yamsuf, that the Yamsuf, that's the Red Sea, it was partially in the West. It was on the West. It was opposite the entire southern boundary of Egypt. The Gambe Mizrach shall Eretz Yisrael, and also east of Eretz Yisrael. Lefikoch, and therefore, Ruach Yom, a west wind, Tokul Arba, Biyomosuf Kinegdoi, a west wind thrust a locust into the Red Sea, which was opposite it, uh, which was opposite the west wind. Likewise, you find with regards to the boundaries. That he, the Yamsuf went towards Mizrach. As it says, From the Yamsuf to the Yam Plishtim. From the east to the west. For the Yam of the Plishtim was in the west. Because it's written by the Plishtim. Yeshua Chevel Ayam Goimer Korsim. He says here in the translation that Rashi is apparently referring to the Gulf of Suez and the Gulf of Elat, which are both branches of the Red Sea and thus are included in the expression Red Sea. The latter is the eastern boundary of the Holy Land, while the Gulf of Suez is Egypt's eastern boundary. Since the Philistines dwelt on the Mediterranean Seacoast, the Red Sea mentioned in that context was surely the Gulf of Elat. The Red Sea mentioned here is the Gulf of Suez, where the locusts were deposited. Okay, we gotta look into this exactly, look on a, on a, on a map and see exactly what he's saying over here. Rashi says, even the salted ones, the salted locusts, uh, which they, the Egyptians, have salted for themselves to eat. They wanted to eat, the locusts can be eaten. So they too were not left over. They were all cast into the ocean. So Hashem strengthens Pari's heart. And he did not let the Bnei Yisrael go. Wave your hand to the sky. And again, it's understood here. Uh, even though, uh, here it doesn't say even the next Pasuk about his staff, it just says his hand, but it's all with his stick. So, stretch forth your hand towards the heavens, uh, and let there be darkness over the land of Egypt, and the darkness will be darkened. It will be even darker than the dark. The dark will be darkened. And the darkness should be even more dark. Than the darkness of the night. Which means that the darkness of the night should darken and make become more darker than before. What does V'yomish mean? Become darker. So we have to translate it V'yomish. With an Aleph, V'yomish. Yesh lo nuteves harbe we have many words, Hachasedis Aleph, which are missing the Aleph. Because the expression of the Aleph isn't so recognized. And the Torah doesn't care about missing it. 
So instead of v'yamish, it just says v'yamish. Kegoin, like in Yeshayi Gimuchov, v'lo yahil shom shem arvi, lo yahil shom arvi, kimoi lo yahal, will not make a pitch a tent, lo yata ole, he won't pitch his tent. V'chein shmu beiz, perichol beiz mem, v'tazreini choyl, kimoi v'tazreini, and you girded me with uh, strength. V'unkulus tirgem, and unkulus translation has sore, a language of removal. Kimoi, uh, and not removed. Basar the Adi Kabul Lilo. So according to the Onkelos, it means that after the darkness of of uh, after the darkness of night turns away. Uh, okay. When it approaches the light of day. So in other words, when it, when he touches it. That there should be darkness at the time that the Yomish Choshech, that the Chomish will be removed. At the end of the night, right? At the end of the night is Yomish Choshech. The Chomish, the Choshech is removed. Because there's no more darkness, usually, right? So he's telling you, the Yomish Choshech, at the time that there is Yomish Choshech. But the, the, the context does not fit with the vav of the yomish. Why? Because the fishu of achar Because it's written after, and it will be darkness. So, like this, it should have said the teyot shamayim and the choshech will go away. Then it will be darkness. The fishu kosav achar yichoshech. Medus agodel beisrei loshen mimashish batzaraim. Interpreted the yomish expression. To memashiv means uh, feels around in the afternoon. So your kofel mechupel ve'ov, it was doubled and quadrupled and thick. Achei bemamish. So yamish means almost like you felt, you can feel, you can feel darkness. You know that's how that's how dark it was. Pasuk chobeis vayet Moshe siyodel lashemayim. So Moshe stretched his hand towards the heavens. Vayichoshech afelo and there was a Darkness, uh, a thick darkness. A failure means a thick darkness. for three days. What does it mean? for three days. Thick darkness. It was a. Uh, uh, they didn't see each other for three days. Those three days. And there was another three days, Achedim, others. There was a twice as dark as this. They couldn't even get up from their place. But there was actually a thickness that made it done. They were sitting, they couldn't get up. He was standing, he couldn't sit down. So there was basically three days and three days. So there was a Choshech Afeilo. A choshech of afela, which means that they couldn't see each other, and then there was another that they couldn't get up, as we'll see. Why did Hashem bring a day on, on them darkness? Now, Rashi didn't ask about all the other ones. Rashi just brought down in the beginning that it was like the way of an uh, a king that wages war uh, against the water. Rashi says, and then the frogs they make noise. Rashi didn't explain each one, but here Rashi says, "Why did God bring in them darkness? Show you be slow, but he's not doing to show you because in that generation, 
There was amongst the Jews, there was evil, evil people. They did not want to go out. They died during the three days of darkness. So that the Egyptians shouldn't see their uh, their their fall, their fear, their falling down. The Yemen they're going to say, "I've hemmed like a commander." They're also being punished like us. Right? And another reason, Shechipsu Yisrael, because the Jews searched with always kilaim, they saw their vessels. Ukshiyotsu, when they went out, Vayeshoelim, and they would ask them, "Vayeshoelim, we have nothing in our hands." Emer Lei said to him, "I saw in your house of mug and plain it's in that place because they searched around. They didn't were able to see it." Shleishes Yamim, Shleishes Yamim, that means a three days, Shleishes Yamim, a triad of days. Kvutza, it's like a group of Shleishes Yamim Ritzufim, a group of three days, uh, consecutive days. Chen Shivas Yom Mokim, also it says seven days. Shleishes Yamim, Kvutza Shalshim Yom Ritzufim, it's like a group of seven consecutive days. Pasukov Gimel, Leiro Yishes Achiv, they didn't see. A man didn't see his brother. That was for three days. And they could not get up anyone from where they were sitting. for three days. So the first goes, And to all the sons of Israel, there was light in their settlements.